Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had a bit of a conversation and the listeners got involved, didn't they? Absolutely did, yeah. Rather fine uh, emails, texts and stories. And not quite philosophical, which I think is important sometimes. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were joined by Martin Kemp. Out of Spandau Ballet. Yeah, nice man. He was, very nice man as always. Talked a bit of football and fraud. We talked fraud. Football and fraud. What else do you need to have a good day? Yeah. Um, Then we spoke to Francis Leach, Australian uh, sports broadcaster, who uh, covered some ground. Pickle juice, uh, not touching the ball. And, uh, yep, Celtic fans will be interested in what he had to say as well. And uh, is that just about it? I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But, you know, it might be short, but it'll be golden. It's gold. I listened to the H&J Daily this morning uh, when I was on my run. You and Andy, self-indulgent to listen to the ones I'm on. And I thought it was a really excellent programme. Oh, that's good. Mm. That doesn't mean to say this one will be. You're going to obviously drag it (laughs) down, won't you? Absolutely well, yes. With your presence. (laughs) So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. <clears throat> now, um, quite often when we go to sleep, me and Mrs. Russian, I'll read uh, you know, news. I'll just read from the paper to oh, her yeah. until she goes to sleep. Oh, sorry. You, Andy does That's this. Yeah. Andy's missus does this. Mm. You, so you read to each yeah, other. Yeah, I read to each other. I was reading, I found in the back of a magazine called The Week. It originally came in the, from The Guardian. Yeah. It's related to the England squad. Obviously, lots of people have lots of strong opinions about it. And there was a piece mm. by Oliver Berkman. Um, which basically asks, is free will an illusion? Stop me if this has been done before. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. On, no, on, I, on I, one I of the shows. I think it's been done before. Basically, yeah. there's a school of, of philosophy which suggests there's no free will. Okay, so you yeah. imagine a fruit bowl, Paul. You approach the fruit bowl, there's an apple and a banana, mm. and you pick the banana. Yeah, yeah. And the question is, do you have any choice in the matter? Oh, yeah. Well, well you 50, say you I've do. got a 50-50 choice, so, so I? Here we go. Like, let me just read you one paragraph. In the fruit bowl example, there are... I may fall asleep like Mrs. <laughs> Rushton. You do realise that. <laughs> That's OK. Yeah. There are physiological reasons for you feeling hungry in the first place. There are causes in your genes, your upbringing, your current environment. Yeah. For your choosing to address your hunger with fruit rather than a box of donuts. your preference to the banana over the apple at the moment of supposed choice must have been caused by what went before, presumably including the pattern of neurons firing in your brain. Mm. OK, so... Oh, yeah. 
So, so, and it says, you know, so on, on, on back in an unbroken chain of your birth, the meeting of your parents, their birth, and eventually the birth of the cosmos. All right, I'll, okay. I'll have the apple then. <laughs> Replace the contents of the fruit bowl with the 33 England players. Yeah. Gareth Southgate had no free will in picking those right backs. He was oh. always going to do it. So we can't criticise him. He doesn't have any control over this. Appreciate this does not help the radio. It doesn't help the radio phone in, but we have no control over whether we criticise him or not because we don't have the free will to choose to ring exactly in or not the to point free in. Jamie O'Hara made last night in the sports bar. We are we are living out a preordained life that was set in motion by the Big Bang. You're so it doesn't it doesn't matter. His words back to him. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we can't bring James Ward-Prowse on to take a corner. It was preordained, so mm. there's no point in anything. Well, there we are. Um, just <laughs> about 10 days to the Euros then, and uh, I think that set us up nicely. I think no, so. Thank you. It's thank a you text. And you read that to Mrs Rushton, and yes. she didn't say... And we're still together. Have we got another book? <laughs> can you, have you got something else you can read to me? Um, now, you were compared with yoghurt. You wanted to know oh, why, wasn't Liam you? sent a text in going, in reference to Max being thought of <clears> as <throat> a yoghurt. Yeah. Can you do a segment about sports people who remind you of food? But I don't know who... I, I mean, I can guess... Do you want to know? I can guess it was Simon, but can you, you can give me the context of why now, Simon Jordan said I was a yogurt? You and Simon have this kind, of, this kind of knockabout relationship where you banter. Don't you banter with each I other? I don't know if we banter. <laughs> it's mainly based on the fact that he can't clear up after himself. No. He's a grown man. He mm. may have people to do it, it in yeah, some places. He certainly does. Yeah. But the producers are not paid to pick up cold cups of tea and tangerine peel. It's not my job. So when I come in, I tell him, I'm not afraid of him. He knows long words. That's fine. He's not challenged enough in life. Frankly, he should learn. Why did he come You're his to conscience, your... aren't you, I am his conscience. You should on follow his him around. I should. Follow would, him around being He would love that. Conscience. So, um, anyway, why, why somebody like suggested a... yeah. that... Um, that he, that he was the vindaloo right. uh, and you were the yoghurt. Ah, I see. And I think Simon added to that by saying the enema. So I don't know if, I don't know if Simon has yoghurt <laughs> enemas. He's got the kind of money that would allow him to do that. Quite thick. <clears throat> it's quite a thick yoghurt for an enema. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, hazelnut, we were saying. That, that would be uh, <laughs> uh, 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 hazelnut yoghurt enema. Anyway, look. Can, you can get, you actually, you can get that from the TalkSport shop. Yeah, uh, I think you can. That you can choose the presenter to deliver Father's the enema. Father's Day is just around the corner. <laughs> don't panic anymore. Top five at five, <laughs> hazelnut yoghurt enema. Not necessarily in that pick, order. Pick which TalkSport presents you would like to deliver the enema no, for you or for your dad. Let's move on. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at all the games uh, featuring the home <laughs> nation. John's saying Jose. We've hired Jose Mourinho to deliver coffee enemas yeah. for the audience, for the listeners. Well, maybe you'll do that for the staff. Say like coffee enemas, yoghurt enemas, coffee enemas. When are a real Jose thing. does his work for us here on TalkSport during the Euros for heading off uh, to Roma mm. to improve them as a club. Um, <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, yeah, maybe you'll leave and buy us all uh, Hublot watches or indeed tags mm. for, for those who aren't that close to him because that's what Sergio Aguero did. Lovely touch. Sergio left the, the city the other day. It's interesting, all the papers played on the fact he said Barcelona are the biggest club in the world, like he was a snub when all he'd actually done is wander around the city handing out cash and watches and a car. He left his Range Rover there, 40 grand's worth of Range Rover that he, um, he raffled. <clears throat> what, a guy. To, what a guy. 
Turn it. One of the kit staff got it, but he put a load of money in the kitty for the staff Christmas presents. Bought people watches. Um, an absolute fortune he spent. They reckon about sort of hundred thousand pound and a golden goodbye. I mean, I know, I know he's not a poor man, but what's still a lovely thing to do. So we're looking for reverse Agueros today, um, and you could have been on the receiving end, or you could have been that person. Everybody knows the concept of the office whip round. <laughs> somebody leaves, somebody wanders up with a massive card, normally with a sort of boot for on it, massive card size of a small man, and uh, everybody has to sign the card. X is leaving, and there's an envelope as well. And uh, you look at it, and you say, it's mainly change. This one, it depends. Sometimes it's quite a lot of notes. It's mainly change. Do you and want in the end, that person has to go out and, and buy that gift. And sometimes it's there's plenty of money. And other times, you know, you have to top it up, don't you? So we're looking for reverse Agueros. You've had a couple. Joe says, I worked somewhere for 10 years. Mm. My leaving gift was a £5 bottle of wine and no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I once left a job, got given a card and handed the whip round, which was about £2.18 in coins. Oh, no. The person who gave it to me sheepishly said, I guess it'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's bad, brutal, isn't it? That's bad. So, yeah, keep those coming. Yeah, please. do let us know. Or just reverse Agueros. People, maybe not when they left, or, you know, you, you get the idea mm. with that. We had another thing as well, Max. What else have we um, In the AFL, yeah. uh, there's a game. Collingwood, a Melbourne based team, are going to Adelaide. Mm. Um, there's a lot of COVID in Melbourne at the moment. There's a yeah. lockdown, but they're being allowed to go to Adelaide. But the head of health, I think, for Adelaide yeah. has said if the ball comes towards you, if you're in the crowd, Duck. Don't touch the don't ball. Don't touch the ball. Just duck. We don't, Hurl yourself out of yeah. the way. All Victorians are bringing COVID to our state, so do not touch the ball. So um, if that's the case, we're, we're interested in the times that you should have ducked, did duck or didn't duck, and the circumstances of Absolutely. that. So either you got hit in the face, you ducked out the way, and someone else got hit in the face. Yeah. What was thrown? What were you ducking out the way of? It's a ducking-based subject. It's all, it, mm. it's, all, it's all ducking. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. On the subject of uh, when you should have ducked, <clears throat> yeah. um, in the AFL, uh, uh, fans are being told to duck if the ball comes near them because the ball may have COVID. Phil says, Hi, Paul and Max. When I was 10, I made my own five-a-side wooden goalposts. Oh, glorious. And whilst playing with my friends, I went to run under the bar to get the ball. I misjudged it. I ran straight into it. While on the floor holding my nose, the impact of me running into it made it fall over and hit me for the second time. <laughs> I never used it again. Wow, that's that's great. great. Stooges country, that is. That's very good. Um, years ago at a St Johnston game with my friend that wears glasses, uh, we were sitting uh, at the end of the row behind the goal. During the warm-up, someone hit the ball that whistled by our head. Cue a sigh of relief and both span round to see where the ball had hit, only for it hit the corner of the stairs, rebound right into my friend's face, breaking his glasses. Glasses, says uh, Kev Stewart in Perth. Thank you and, very much uh, for uh, that. Martin says, I was camping and uh, I set up the camper and pulled out the awning. I turned around ready to move to the second awning and I crashed into the arm of the first one. It hit me smack in the forehead. If that wasn't enough, I turned and hit the arm of the second awning. Because there's a lot of double... There's a lot of double whammies yeah, going on. It? Yeah, the sort news. of things that if you're doing them for comedy purposes will be really tough to set up. <laughs> there's, there's never a camera there unless you get 250 quid from Harry Hill, of course. So anyway, keep them going. Talksport.com, text 8 to 89, tweet TSHNJ. Just one very quick 
quick reverse Aguero. Mm -hmm. uh, he was very generous, Sergio, when he left City. Uh, I worked for a well-known high street bank of a Spanish origin for 39 years and was put on six-month gardening leave back in 2017. The last contact I had with them was a request for the return of the mobile, laptop and iPad. No card or present. I got my own back because I've still got the mobile, laptop and iPad, says Steve <laughs> in Brackley. So, uh, OK. Well, I mean, you were on gardening leave. I take it you'd got another job and that's probably why you were. So that Gardening uh, leave, what a dream that is. And he's always wanted gardening oh, I'm leave. I'm desperate for he's it. He's desperate for gardening leave. <laughs> we both are. Well, okay. You'd have to do the show on your own, well, Bob, wouldn't you? Do another uh, bit of the, like you did at the top of the show today, and it could uh, it could happen. Listen, I think it's an important. <laughs> I think it's an important subject. It's something that we don't cover enough. Banana as uh, apples. Barca Jim says, "Oi, mate, it's talk sport, not talk preordination." Well, you say that <clears throat> they tried it and it didn't work. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now we're talking fraud, of course, Lex. And uh, when it comes to uh, fraud, especially online fraud, fraud, you worry about your old nan, don't you? Your, your old nan's going to get turned over because she doesn't quite know what she's doing when it comes to the new technology. But surprisingly, research says under 35s. Uh, are highly at risk. Those right? you would think would be completely switched on. Because they've got the same password for everything, right? That's, the, that's the problem. What is it? Uh, it's Jeff167. <laughs> okay, fantastic. <laughs> so that's opened up a lot. Of... Anyway, joining us now to chat about that and a whole lot more besides, including his beloved Arsenal, is actor, broadcaster, bassist with Spandau Ballet, Martin Kemp. Good afternoon, Martin. 
Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you're going to spend the next six months looking over your shoulder because I see your boy Roman's doing a pranking show on the telly. Oh, man. So, Listen, he's been pranking me since he was a tiny nipper. That's the thing, but he's now going to, you're just going to be thinking, oh, when's he going to get me? It's every week he's going to go by and you're thinking, I'm, I'm going to be in the last show of the series. So uh, uh, we, we feel for well, you today, <laughs> Martin. I don't know if you ever saw it on YouTube. Did you ever see the one where he, he uh, filled a jam donut with the hottest chilli sauce? Oh, in that's, not, that's not on. Oh, oh dear. He'd get it in the fridge and take it, and he'd film the whole thing. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> Everywhere I went, I could not move without him, without oh. him trying to walk me out. I well, blame his upbringing. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, I blame the parents. So, um, before, we'll come back to that and other matters. But, um, yeah, this is quite surprising, really, because you think sort of young people are switched on, they're alive to every scam going, but they're not, are they? No, because, you know what? I watch my boy and my girl, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not kids anymore. They're like 30 and 28, Roman is now. But um, when they look at it, something, they will always use their phone, their phone, and they will just scroll down until it says sign here or click on. Now, with these scams, these scams are a nightmare, you know, because uh, they're coming from respected people. They're coming from tax people. They're coming from uh, travel agents, anything. And then you get sent on to a website that looks as if it's real. Mm. So you can't tell. Now, a friend of mine recently, very clever, articulate, professional person, uh, just got robbed for, what, £70,000. Wow, man. And that's a clever person. Um, so all I'm doing, you know, uh, Visa came to me. They asked me to team up just to get the word out there for everyone to be aware. You know, they've started this campaign saying how you pay matters, right? They've set up the website there so you can go and uh, check it out more. Um, and it's making people aware, getting a conversation going. Yeah. And, a, it's just, and it's just, you know, think before you click on yeah. any any link especially when you get those links that are texted to you and things you think oh is this my bank just take a second right well, there's, and think there's about some it. though i mean the th things like banks you're kind of a like i mean you know they do catch people out all the time and they're very elaborate but there's a post office one martin that does around that basically says you need to yeah. pay a quid to free up this parcel and it looks so believable and um, so many people yeah. have fallen for that one that's that one there's a few there's there's a tax one that's doing the rounds mm. You know, the tax one came to me and I was like, I was completely unsure about it until I had to phone my accountant to say, is this real? What yeah. do I do? Do I send it my info? And he said, no, you just got to stay away from it. You know, a good thing so to do, Martin, is uh, you find is to kind of Google what the thing says, and invariably, this is not the first time it's ever. And people will say, "Don't touch it; it's a scam." So Google is a useful resource when you get stuff like this if you're not sure, isn't it? Absolutely that. So when Visa came to me and said, do you want to be part of it? I said, absolutely, because, you know, it happens to me, it happens to friends of mine, so it could happen to my kids. So I just wanted to make people aware of it. You know, they're also doing this thing called Visa Zero Liability, which means that if your card, your credit or your debit card gets used in a fraudulent way, then you won't end up out of pocket, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Good uh, stuff. Martin, we know you're a big... Guna, um, but when it comes to the Euros, are you, are you are you club before country, or are you now just starting to you know paint that St George's Cross on your face and you know stick the flag out of your car and just say it's coming home? I would have been club before country before this season. <laughs> you know, 
But we struggled so much this season. I can't wait for the Euros. I am so excited. I'm like a little kid when it comes around to the Euros or the World Cup. You know, I'm first in the garage to collect my little coins with the football faces <laughs> on. Were you ever tempted to do a football song, you and the boys? Was there, was there ever an opportunity to do something like that? I mean, I suppose it wasn't really no. your thing, was it? No, it wasn't really. I couldn't see Spandau Ballet doing that. <laughs> I, yeah, if only they had fun. a song that sounded a bit like goal. Yeah, they could have. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, but that was used by all the footballers. So yeah, <laughs> Andy Cole used to use it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so about the Euros, I just you know flicking through the uh, the squad. I mean, what a front line yeah. that is! What a bunch of forwards we're taking with us. That's a we're spoiled. It's incredible. I saw Jamie Carragher say, he did a little bit in the Telegraph, and he was saying he was worried about the defence. He says, you know, ultimately tournaments are won with a good defence, and he's a bit concerned about ours. He doesn't worry so much about going forward, but defensively he's got concerns. Yeah, you know, they've just got to step up to the plate, haven't they? You know what I'm excited about? Reese James. Hmm. I think he's going to be amazing. If he starts, oh. that is. I mean, they were just. I mean, it's quite hard. Yeah, to, we just to know we got that. Gonna... We got that many uh, right backs at the moment. Will. I think he's going to be the uh, the man. Uh, uh, Saka's in for you, isn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, the yeah, and he, he, it's, it's strange. I mean, he's had a good season. Him and um, Smithrow have had good seasons, really, in a side well, that really wasn't doing it. To be honest, if it wasn't for them, you know, we would have been super poor. Mm. We were only really good when those two were playing. You know, they, at least we looked like we had a plan because, um, you know, otherwise the days they never played, we looked like as if we didn't know what we were doing. We were just out on the football pitch. That's all. <laughs> You've got those. I mean, those young players do give you hope, I always think, for an Arsenal perspective. You know, him and Martinelli and Smith Rowe, there's a, there's a reason to want to go, right? I mean, it hasn't been a great season and Arteta is still up in the air about if he's the right man. But at least you've got those young players to, to give you the hope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, Smith Rowe and Saka, the two great players we've got there. So we've landed on our feet for the future. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Did you see uh, Carlo Ancelotti yesterday tweeted out uh, his thanks to Everton? I'd like to thank Everton FC, my yeah. players and the supporters, for giving me the opportunity to manage this fantastic and historical yeah. club. I decided to leave as I have a new challenge with a team that was always in my heart, Real Madrid. I leave taking with me all the amazing moments we've experienced together and wish mm. the club and fans all the best. Do you think the replies on Twitter were wholly supportive or less so? What do you I, think? I'm guessing uh, the Everton fans may be smarting somewhat and uh, probably <laughs> were, were not that friendly to him. Uh, General says, I'm not even angry. I'm just sad I mistook you for an honourable man. I would say good luck, but I wouldn't mean it. Keen says, well done, Carla. You've broken my daughter's heart in floods of tears this afternoon. You said you were here for the long haul. You wanted to take us to our new stadium, and we all believed you. First opportunity you got, you dumped us. Colin, did you ever feel anything for... <laughs> did you ever feel anything for us, This is Colin. the broadcast broadcastable end of what I mean I imagine he got yeah, a fair bit of old school abuse didn't he? this idea that obviously you know 
that's their job. They're guns for hire. They go, you know, I, you know. No, if, if it's look, if if it's your manager, and uh, look, only last week he said, "I'm not going anywhere." But they all have and to say that. Gonna... What's he got? He can't say it when this hasn't happened. He can't say, "Oh well." They they can't honestly oh, no. answer the question, yeah. can they? Unsolved. You can't but say, "I'm really happy at Everton." Don't but put... if Spurs came in, or Real Madrid, or well, probably not Spurs, but yeah, Real yeah. Madrid or Barcelona yeah. or you know AC Milan, if they mm. all came in, of mm. course I'd jump at the opportunity. It's a bigger club. I get paid. I might not get paid more money. Got loads of money. It's all right. This squad aren't that good. I can't do that much with them. I'm never going to get higher than sixth. Like he can't give that honest be, answer. Be refreshing, wouldn't it? It would be no, really refreshing if you put out that kind of message saying I had a wonderful time. Thanks ever so much. Mm. Don't expect people to say, "Yeah, we understand, Carlo." But it's not like the. It's not like when your first love leaves you no. and you're sitting there and you know the first cut is the deepest and you're there going, "But did this? But did this mean nothing?" Think of the good times. It's not like that. It's different. It's football. Is it's a transactional thing. There's romance from fans but players and managers are thinking a different way when Wes Houlihan goes to Peterborough well stop it when he signs a contract for them next season I'll remind <laughs> you of this next week I'll remind you of did this did it mean nothing did Wes? it mean nothing those to moments us. we had together <clears throat> you me and Morecambe yeah that's think it think of it Wes think of those moments we did put um, you, you, um, Carlos Mendes Gomez you, you got us in you said we should talk to him about the day he got stuck in a lift yes we did that oh how was yeah. it it was good he, he reminded us of the day he got stuck in a lift oh right what happened I mean he just got stuck um, in a lift he, yeah he got stuck in a lift alone missed, or was he missed with, the game was he alone or was he with someone else someone he didn't like particularly you know that what? would be the sitcom I scene have, I should have asked him that, that would have been yeah. it's either um, someone that you don't think you're going to fall in love with but you fall in love with or it's someone that you hate at work and then you you slowly realise you've got more in common than you actually thought you had. Talk about relationships today. Is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. No, I'm no, just, no. I'm just wondering. Me, we're, very, very, we're very happy. I'm sure I read, you just I read get, to Mrs. Russian about... If you about... keep reading of that very <laughs> complex stuff out the back of a magazine, it's a marriage made in heaven. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Anthony mm. says, I used to play darts for a pub in St. Neots. This is on the subject of ducking. Is that all he says? <laughs> no, no. It's interesting, more. Anthony. It's interesting. <laughs> um, we probably need a bit more. We were playing yeah. away in a pub in Offord Clooney, uh, which was one of those Tudor buildings with black timber and when the spread was put out in the back room I eagerly hurried to get some grub only to smack my head against one of those timber beams above the door of the back room where the spread was cue headache and double vision for the rest of the evening and trying to throw my darts at a few darts board with my blurred vision eyes bigger than my belly I should have ducked he says I'm surprised you've not read Michelle the Cambridge United uh, fans uh, I'm message tr- I'm trying to make it not all about Wes Houlihan's one year contract uh, would you like to read that as, uh, as, it, as sure. it's written Max O. Hooli 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 Hoolahan. Yes, get in there. Come on, super used. Wow. Ipswich. It says Dipswich. It does. Yeah. I was going to be so rude to <laughs> She's calling you a Dipswich. Dipswich, Chef Wed, never beaten us. And Portsmouth, Sunderland, Plymouth, Lincoln, Charlton, etc. Can't wait. Michelle, 66 u- years a used fan. Wow. Ian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle or Ian, I don't know, but yeah, know, but I I take that's, the sentiment. That's how it was written. Yes, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. We're heading to Australia now for a couple of stories. Uh, a couple of them uh, Aussie rules based. Another uh, Celtic fans hang on from the world of football, but um, yeah, we'll kick off with the Aussie rules. And um, Collingwood are a Melbourne-based uh, AFL team. They're heading uh, to Adelaide. Uh, to play and uh, they've been given special dispensation because uh, Melbourne is in lockdown, Victoria's in lockdown uh, once again Um, but the um, Chief Public Health Officer of South Australia, Professor Nicholas Spurrier um, has some advice to the people going to the game. It's fairly odd. Take, Take a listen to this. 
we're looking at the seating at the moment and of course we're looking at the ball because sometimes the ball as not that I've been to many football games I have noticed occasionally it does get kicked into the crowd and uh, we are uh, working through the details of what that will mean if you are at um, Adelaide Oval and the ball comes towards you my um, advice to you is to duck and just do not touch that ball <laughs> just goes it goes against every instinct of yeah. every fan in every stadium just desperate to catch the ball or head the football or catch the base Ball, doesn't it? But exactly. I like. I really like that. I, I've not been to many games, but I think it goes into the crowd occasionally. Well, how's that gone down in Australia? We speak now to uh, Australian uh, sports journalist and broadcaster Francis Leach. Good afternoon, Franny. Oh, gentlemen, how are you both? Yes, uh, it just gets crazier down here, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't touch the ball. As <laughs> that suits will come, and they'll put up a, like a Chernobyl fence around the ball on the hill at the Adelaide Oval, and it'll glow in the dark until it's. It's removed from its, you know, <laughs> the toxic wasteland that the hills of Adelaide have become because Collingwood are in town. <laughs> I mean, it's ama- It's an amazing. I mean, is it sense I can't work it out? Oh, I could just think of. I just find the whole thing hilarious. We don't have a multi. I mean, what we've done in obviously in soccer, we've had the multi-ball system. If the ball goes in the crowd, there's another one. It's all being cleaned and sprayed. You just have a. It, it's just a turnover of the ball, don't you? Really, and just use another oh, yeah, ball. That, that happens. Yeah, that happens as well in the AFL. So there's a bunch of balls at either end of the ground. You know, so if a ball goes over the fence and the ball has to be uh, brought back into play, you know, you just toss the players a new ball and away they go. Uh, it's just that uh, it, it really does describe the uh, hypersensitivity in Australia between the states. Now, so of course, in, in, in Great Britain, uh, you know, a number of countries get together, but, you know, the National Health Service is mostly working really well to vaccinate you all, which is very impressive. Here, uh, you know, South Australia, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, all got different health systems, all got different approaches to lockdown. So just a bit of background on this. The AFL had to scramble like mad in the last 48 hours because Victoria's in lockdown and because Melbourne has the majority of the AFL clubs based in it. Many of those games were going to be played in Melbourne this weekend and these teams had to somehow get out of town without being subject to being uh, uh, denied entry to New South Wales or South Australia to go and play because they've come from a state where there's an outbreak. So, for instance, Collingwood, in this situation, have been told they have to hire a private jet. They'll fly into Adelaide. There'll be a bus waiting for them. They'll get on the bus. They go to the stadium. No one's allowed to go near them. No South Australian will come into contact with them other than the brave Adelaide Crows players who must deal with uh, playing against the toxic and, and possibly infectious magpies. <laughs> get back on the bus. Get back on their private plane and be sent out of there. So that's how it's sort of hypersensitive and, and tightly controlled these things are. So I guess it therefore follows. Do not touch a football that has been touched by a Collingwood player. Uh, that's where we're at. Hello, how, welcome to 2021. How, Francis, how often does the ball go into the crowd in AFL? And what's the general protocol? Do you like lob it back or is it more like American sports where you get to keep it and take it home? <laughs> no, it goes over the fence a bit. If you've ever watched the game, it's a bit like football or soccer. You know, sometimes the ball errant uh, pass will go, oh, bounce over the fence and into the crowd. Not, not very often these days, but it does happen. And yeah, the idea is you just toss it straight back. So, uh, And it, of course, when there's a shot for goal, uh, unlike uh, in football, there's no net. So, you know, the higher you kick it through the, uh, the two middle sticks, the better it is probably. It's not going to be touched on a line and, and the score denied. So it often goes into the crowd at, at either end of the ground into in the goal area. So you, you usually get it thrown straight back uh, towards the person who's there guarding the bag of uh, footballs that are then sort of recycled through the play. So that's the way it goes. I, I guess the idea should be now, if you do catch one of those toxic footballs, 
you should be allowed to go home with it, spend 14 days in quarantine, and keep it. <laughs> now, another true. true. <laughs> the way this works. That's true. Good idea. Can, can it come out, Bruce? Yeah. No, I'm stuck in with a ball. Yeah. Um, another story I saw a couple of months ago. Uh, Francis, which I really want. I kept bringing up in the uh, pre-show meeting, and it yeah. kept getting knocked back. But... Well, it's not so much not, but we just <laughs> never got round. We to never it. got round. This to is it. the perfect it's opportunity. A, it's a huge story. The AFL have told clubs to stop their players spitting pickle juice onto playing surfaces during games. A memo was sent from the league to the 18 clubs saying players were no longer allowed to gargle the juice and spit it out onto the turf. Um, people were calling for spittoons for pickle juice at <laughs> AFL games. So now we're getting serious, Francis. Well, he never tasted pickle juice, Max. Nothing else yeah. to do with it but spit it out. What is pickle juice, actually? So what is why, that? Is it the they, juice of a gherkin? What is they, it? Why do they take pickle juice, then, in the so world of Aussie rules? The idea, and um, other, other sports do it as well, but the idea with pickle juice is that uh, athletes who are on the, uh, you know, who've uh, you know, spent all their energy, often cramping becomes an issue oh, that pickle yeah. juice helps stave off cramping. Right. So you get that down your gullet, and therefore you can keep going. But um, it is disgusting. I don't know if you've tried it or not. It's, um, yeah, it's not exactly a, it's not on your, your list of, of cocktails. At your, at your local bar when you want to sit down and have a, a quiet evening. So, yeah, spitting that out, um, there's a lot of spitting that goes on in football. It's still happening. Um, don't know why pickle juice is well, any worse than it, any it, other. Well, it, apparently, the ground stuff. Yeah, right? The it, ground stuff is that it burns the ground. But surely, do, surely if it. you want the pickle juice to work, you have to swallow the pickle juice. Or just, just, just like just gargling well, it and you get the salt. Wind that back a bit there and just, and just come to terms with the fact that something that you're supposed to drink if you spit it onto the grass yeah. is going to burn a hole in the earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you've got it in your mouth. You may not want to swallow yeah. it. It's a, it's a good point. I'm not a doctor. When smoke starts appearing from the pitch, you probably know you shouldn't be doing. Uh, finally, Francis, just a quick question on Celtic and uh, Postacoglu, and, and, and it seems to be getting real head of steam. This few stories coming out of Glasgow that this isn't far off. What are you hearing over there? Yeah, I've heard a few of uh, Andrew's former players come out in support of him today. Mark Milligan, former Socceroos captain, uh, who's just retired, was asked about Ange in a press conference, and he said that Ange Postecoglou helped take his career to the next level, and he got to play back in Europe and in Asia again at the highest level. Uh, Ante Milicic, who uh, was Ange's assistant for a number of years, is now uh, coaching MacArthur FC in the local league, but also was in the, with the Matildas in the last World Cup. Uh, in 2019 in France, also said uh, Celtic, very smart piece of business. He thinks he's a fantastic coach. He's got a great reputation here in Australia. There'll be a lot of sceptics, particularly in Scotland, who don't know Ange uh, at all or any of his achievements. Those of us who have watched him and know him uh, know that he's up to the challenge. And uh, if he can just have a little bit of luck and support and a bit of patience, he could do wonderful things. And I, I'm very excited for him because I know this has been a lifelong ambition of his and I think he'll do a great job. Uh, you know him, him well, he Francis. Drink pickle juice. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe he will. You know him well, Francis. How important do you think it is? Because I think there is a view here, you know, that Australians, there hasn't been, a, I can't think of an Australian manager who's sort of done particularly well that it's important that he does well for Australians to sort of be respected in soccer in Europe oh absolutely Max this is the in a way this, it's the last frontier for, for Australian football in that regard we've had plenty of players who've gone to Europe and to England and Scotland and elsewhere and and made a success of their careers you know they've had really good careers and some of them have just been outstanding at the top of their game Harry Kuehl Mark Paducah these guys have done you know uh, done wonderful things in the game an Australian manager, an Australian coach is, is the next step. And uh, I know Ange fuels that responsibility and he, he's driven to prove people wrong. 
And he's driven to prove people wrong that because he comes from Australia and he, he's, he was brought up through the Australian system, that he, he has an Australian mindset when it comes to the game. But, you know, his whole thing, his whole ethos when managing the Socceroos was don't let the doubters and don't let the negative people tell you that Australia can't be competitive in this game that we love so much. And that's exactly what drives him. And that's, what, that's why he'll be a success because uh, he's incredibly focused. He's a very strong character. He knows what sort of football he wants to play. And, um, you know, he, he'll leave it all out on the pitch, so to speak, uh, in his attempt to, to be a success. And that's what you want from a manager. Brilliant. Francis, good to talk to you as Just always. Pal. Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Bye. There we are. Francis Leach there, a uh, sports journalist over in Australia. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 as you say, very driven. It's, uh, it's an interesting appointment, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of you know Celtic fans sceptical about it. I'm I'm very hopeful that he does very well, but he's got a great track record, and you know football exists beyond the UK and beyond Europe, and you can be yeah. you know you can take things you've learned. You know, other managers have been successful in Japan and successful in the UK. Or certainly one springs yeah, to mind. That's it. You know? yeah. Anyway, there we are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow from one, of course, with the birthday yeah, spread. It's tricky when we've only done one show and then the birthday spread almost it's feels right like on it's, you, is it? Yeah, it's right on me. I haven't had time to prepare. Obviously, I'm coming off the back of a very good victory. So... You've got work to do, yeah. But you know, right. I can't be overconfident no, at this you can't stage. Be. So the score is the score is is as part of the game, isn't it? The score that is, is, that is currently how is it, it works. Nineteen three. Is it nineteen or eighteen? You sure? uh, I think you've given me an extra game. I think it's eighteen three. Okay. Don't do yourself okay. dead. Okay, dangerous lead. Um, thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you tomorrow from one. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.